Welcome to Connection Privé Podcast with me, Clémence, CEO and founder of PR agency Clementine Communication, where I talk on a topic near and dear to us all, the power of networking and human connection. I'm delighted today to welcome a wonderful guest, Alia Moreau. She is an Egyptian-born, London-raised freelance journalist and an author. She wrote recently The Greater Freedom, Life as a Middle Eastern Woman Outside the Stereotype. She released this book in 2019. Alia holds a BA in Sociology and Psychology and a Master in Journalism. She's been published in The Telegraph, Refinery29 and other national newspapers, providing unique take on social commentary, identity and culture. Alia has guested on numerous national radio stations, including BBC Radio 4, Women's Hour, BBC Radio 1 and many more. She is clearly passionate about the importance of amplifying Middle Eastern stories and in the power of honesty and storytelling in dispelling shame and taboo. So without further ado, I'm so delighted today to welcome my guests. Welcome, Alia. How are you? Hi, yeah, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay. So keeping busy, launching new podcasts, launching new things. I think it's uh, it's a... Uh, being a good um, entrepreneur in, in this day and age is about trying to see the future and launching new things and working fast. You need to be quite fast at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, oh, you're so right. And it's funny because I think that there's a lot of, you know, especially at the moment, there's a lot of sort of guilt of, you know, how much shall we be doing? Shall we? And I think at the beginning, especially, there was a lot of, you know, we should just kind of, you know, step off the sort of capitalist wheel and just chill a bit um and I I kind of did do that for a little bit because I also I was sick and there was a yeah there was a lot going on but it was mild thank god but um yeah I've kind of I a bunch of stuff as well at the moment and I think it's been quite interesting in a way to sort of just sit back and sort of be like okay what can I do what are the things that I've been like whatever the things that I've been wanting to launch that I haven't had time to do or you know what are what is the sort of community what can I offer here essentially as a way to sort of contribute to us all being at home and kind of wanting entertainment as well I suppose no no completely and as you know this this podcast is all about the the networking and the power of human connection so what a better time to launch in than now that we all confine and we can't physically see each other um and i felt that a lot of people like yourself i've got so much amazing story to share on the human connection so i wanted first of all to congratulate you officially for your for your book the greater freedom which is still out there Thank you. Um, Thanks so much. No, no, it's actually, you know, so well written. I know you've always been a a really good writer. I have to say it's not my usual sort of read, but however, I got really drawn to it in a quest for sort of greater understanding of experiences, uh, which are not necessarily in my own. Um, And I found it so compelling. So well done, because I think it was the tone of voice was was superb so congrats again thank um, you where can people find your book very quickly um yeah it's available worldwide which is super exciting it came out end of last year um so it's available on amazon um anywhere wherever it delivers um audiobook recorded in my voice um kindle and paperback and it's in a bunch of different bookstores 
around the world as well so yeah it's quite quite easy to get your hands on if you want to fabulous well i hope hope to generate a huge amount of sales on the back of that <laughs> um we never know but um tell me more about the, the the experience you've had on launching this book on writing this book and all the researches you've done i know it's been really thorough um and i guess you are a good example of the the, the good power of networking and human connection Yeah, no, thanks. I think it's been it's been interesting, even, you know, how we met so many years ago, I think definitely sort of yeah. the people that I've met along the way and, and the sort of network that, and connection and community, I suppose, that I've sort of built for myself um, online has been really helpful um, just throughout, really. Um, so the book, I think I've always I've always been a journalist um, for a number of years, but I always kind of wanted to sort of follow my passions as well so there were times where I was like actually I'm you know I quite like you know what bloggers are doing and sort of doing that kind of and taking pictures and doing that so I sort of did that um when I first started out I was a music journalist so I used to do a lot of that and you know as I kind of gained courage and sort of experience and and really sort of started to understand I guess what it is that I wanted to say and what it is that I wanted to sort of contribute to the world I began to realize that the book, this book um, was was very important in terms of kind of providing an alternative narrative of what it means to be a Middle Eastern woman, because, you know, there's there's really very little. Um, and yeah, it's been it's been a real a real kind of journey, I think, of just, again, following the different passions and, and not sort of holding yourself back from trying anything because you're scared. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, good insight. So I guess you've done countless interviews and meticulous research. Um, you must have met some amazing people along the way. Are these people still part of your little black book of contacts? Yeah, I met so many amazing people actually in um, that women that I spoke to for the book, which was so great. And it's been really lovely because I've actually just launched um, a newsletter and an online community called The Greater Conversation which is yeah. like a jumping off point essentially from the book because I was receiving so many messages from Middle Eastern women, especially, but just women really from, from all sorts of different cultures sort of relating to the book and resonating with the things that I spoke about and, you know, the, the experiences that I've had. And they felt like a lot of people felt like they had never sort of seen that kind of written down in that way before, which is, again, why I kind of wanted to write it. Um, but so receiving all those messages, I, I really felt like actually it's very important to sort of create a community where everyone can share because we all have stories that are important and relevant. And I think that really just being honest and just being transparent about who we are gives other people permission to also be that and do that for themselves. Um, so the newsletter will essentially be once a week and every every. Um, every week I'll have a guest piece from another Middle Eastern woman basically writing about anything that they want, really, whether it's to do with, you know, sex or appearance or relationships or expectations or identity. Um, so I'm really excited. And a lot of them are, you know, women that I spoke to for the book or women that have kind of, you know, I've connected with over the years. Um, and it feels really nice to kind of be bringing it online in, in, in a tangible way like that. 
I will definitely register to that. That sounds sounds awesome. Um, and I guess you 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 spoke to people from different culture, from different backgrounds. Do you think there's a different way to connect with the people with people depending on which country you are? Um, different way of networking. I think definitely Mediterranean cultures, like Middle Eastern cultures, are very warm. Um, so for me, I've always had, and actually I moved around a lot growing up. Like I moved from Egypt to Switzerland, to London, back to Egypt, back to London. Um, so I think in doing that, it kind of really honed in for me, the importance of connection and keeping in touch with people. So I've yeah. always, you know, I was on MSN messenger, like back in the day, keeping in touch <laughs> with my friends in Egypt, um, and, you know, social media in a way is like an extension of all of those things yes. um, so yeah i think for me it's always been very important to kind of keep keep these sort of connections but i definitely think that being middle eastern we have yeah we we're very warm and i know one of my best friends actually she's she always used to laugh at how you know she's not middle eastern and she always used to laugh at how i'd say like oh i'm gonna go sit with my mom or i'm gonna go sit with my friends and she'd find that so funny Because she was like, we never just go sit with someone. Like, we'll go have a meal or, like, we'll go have drinks. Or, you know, this, <laughs> so the true. notion of, like, just going to sit and chat with someone, I think, is, is, is quite Middle Eastern, actually, in itself. That is a very good example. Absolutely. I like that a lot. Mm. So I guess, you know, it's quite natural for you to, to network, quite natural for you to meet new people all the time. Um, when you are looking for new people, so I guess when you do your research for your book, but also when you're writing an article for a magazine, um, how do you network? How do you find new people? Honestly, for me, social media is just fantastic. I don't know what I would do without it. Uh, most of the people that I spoke to for the book and actually for, for most of my articles will be kind of extensions of people either who follow me or who will like know someone or it will be retweeted. You know, a lot of it kind of happens because of social media, which is great. And then I think I'm always very conscious, even in terms of coming up with ideas or finding editors to pitch to. It's it's a lot of it is to do with social media for me. I, right. I keep a very close eye on what's happening. And I'll do like, say I'm reading a book or I'm reading a magazine of, you know, I read hundreds. <laughs> uh, anytime <laughs> I see like, And, uh, you know, a byline from an article that I like or whatever, I'll, I'll go and I'll follow that journalist or I'll follow that author. And just quite organically, I think it's not like a weird, sneaky thing that I'm that I think of doing. But I'm just like, okay, I'm interested, obviously, or I like what you're doing. So why would I not then just follow you and see what else you're getting up to kind of thing? Yeah. And I think that's yeah, yeah. such a natural way of just building connections because then, for example, maybe they tweet something like, oh, where can I get this or a recommendation for that? And sort of just engaging with people, I think, on that level is a very nice way of kind of just making a human connection. And I think that it's probably even helpful in terms of, say, for example, if I was to then pitch an editor, maybe they would recognize my name because I engaged with something of theirs before. And it might make yeah. them just that tiny little bit more likely to open my email. Yeah, you know, it's fascinating because I've interviewed quite lots of people over the past few months, weeks on, on this uh, podcast. And a lot of people were focusing on more classical networking events. So uh, going out, going to parties, going to social events where either you, you try to find the right people, uh, it takes time. 
Uh, whereas you seem to be doing most of your networking through through your social, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. I think definitely, yes. I, like a few years ago, I used to go out all the time and I used to go to all the parties and stuff. And I, like saying this, and I'm, I feel like I'm making myself sound old. It wasn't, it was not, not quite <laughs> that. It was more just that when I when I really started to write my book, I kind of completely isolated myself like in a very small way I was doing what I'm doing now in terms of self-isolating I kind of didn't leave my house for weeks on end and really was just just kind of in absorbed in this world of the book and I think from dedication yeah and from from there I kind of stayed a little bit in in the bubble you know a little bit Ah, and so to remind everyone, your social media, it's mainly Instagram or are you across all platforms? Yeah, well, Instagram mainly um, and Twitter as well. Um, yeah, I think. So where where can we find you on those? What's your I'm name? at Alia Moro, A-L-Y-A-M-O-O-R-O. Fabulous. Just a little shout out because clearly you do produce a lot of stories, which are always uh, fascinating, I have said, to follow. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to find you find the time because obviously you are working uh, so hard on producing books. You've got uh, what else do you have on the side? Because I know obviously you are a journalist. You've got all your articles. You've got books, yeah, no, one, you've got your one, newsletter. One, Is there anything? One else? book, <laughs> just one. Yeah, wow. I'm sure there's going to be more. At some yeah, point one you. day. Yeah, it's, it's mainly yeah. journalism. I think I, I've you know it sounds a bit like. I don't know I, I find the word a bit awkward to say but essentially I guess I'm like a storyteller um, and I what I really want to do is conti continue to sort of investigate and explore things that I find interesting that I feel are like especially in terms of you know representing Middle Eastern women are underrepresented across different mediums um, so yeah the podcast newsletter my journalism work um, and there's a couple of other things that I'm working on at the moment which I'm really looking forward to as well actually no, but that's that's quite intriguing because when you we you go to physical events on an evening for networking, you know, it takes time. It's the end of the day. You you got to meet loads of people. But after all, it's a couple of hours during the week. You'd hope to meet a couple of people. Whereas social never stops. You're literally on it twenty four seven. Yeah. And and it's a really um, so. How do you keep sane in that? Because you are you've got people asking you questions pretty much all the time. You need to reply because it's your audience and you've got to get back on to them quite promptly. Um, how, do you keep, how do you keep saying? Well, I'm very conscious, I think, of like my phone use. Um, and I do a lot of like little routines and rituals for myself. The most important of which really is I don't check my phone for the first hour after I wake up. Um, nice. Yeah, I like read. I have like a gratitude diary, which I fit in every morning. And then I read for 40 minutes and then I check my phone um so i that's so good such a good discipline well done that's success really i've been good. doing it for the last like maybe three years and it's changed my yes. life honestly like it's really just in such a positive way just because otherwise like you said you you look at your phone you're still kind of sleeping like one eye is still kind of closed you know and you're already being bombarded by all this information and i think that that mm. sets a really kind of weird tone for your day where you're then sort of at the beck and call of everyone as opposed to sort of being like centering yourself I suppose even if it's just for one hour it's really not that long and then kind of being like okay cool like what does the world need from me now you know now it's a self-discipline uh, I'm honestly I'm really struggling with that I have tried 
Uh, but I'm struggling. I guess my alarm clock is also my phone. And that's my downside because the minute it rings, I'm taking my phone in my hand. And then I suddenly I see all these beeps. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to connect. And if, if it's email or, or social, but yeah, there's always something coming up. I actually have uh, an amazing alarm clock that I highly recommend. It's called the Lumi. And what it does is it essentially brightens up your room gradually for the half an hour, for the half hour before you ask it to ring. So nice. by the time you wake up, you're like not groggy. Or it's it's amazing. It's and then you just leave. I leave my phone in the other room. Oh my gosh! See, I love this. Podcast. <laughs> this is thanks to that you may have changed my morning routine forever and my night sleep because uh, I have to say at the moment I do wake up in the middle of the night and again after ten minutes of not sleeping, my first reaction is to is to direct myself yeah. to my phone. I'm like, do I do it? Do I not do it? Do I do it? And then I was. Go for it. We all do that, and then it also keeps us awake longer and not make not able to go back to sleep. So it we honestly do it and like Lumi. I mean, tell me how you get on. Honestly, I will. I will. Let's see my next uh, my phobia. I'm going to try Lumi very quickly. But thank you for that. See, that's the change. <laughs> Um, so do you do any um, do you do any yoga? Do you practice any sports? Yeah, I have my personal trainer who is like, I don't know what I would do without him because I'm such a lazy person. So I need someone to like encourage me or else there's no way. So I work out with him three times a week and now we've been doing them on Skype, um, which nice. is great actually. It's really, it really helps keep the routine of, you know, how you usually sort of are and to see someone and for someone to be encouraging you. And you're like, I don't want to. And they're like, go away. I know. It's great. <laughs> we uh we steadily have related to that so much. Um I did I did do that for a little while. Um we we now connected definitely at um oh good lord, what's the name of that? Um third space that yes. is called Gym in London. They do classes online at the moment on Instagram. Do check them out. So they're all available for free, which I think it's it's awesome from them because I'm not a member. Um, and they have classes three or four times a day. I did say in previous episode that I can't be bothered. If I, I have one more instructor telling me about a hit class, I'll probably go yeah. ballistic. But those are absolutely really good. So big shout out for these guys on Third Space because the videos are good. The teachers are amazing. The classes are thorough. Um, I'm going to go back to GMAF that you know i really feel that i want yeah. to exercise because of them so good 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 video out there good power of uh, again of connection i'll check that out i love what everyone's doing honestly online now there's so many amazing like instagram lives like and one of my favorite djs has been doing them on friday and saturday night manny norte he's such a d nice. and um I used to go to all his nights, obviously, when, like, before this pandemic. And, I, you know, a lot of my friends would be there. And it's been so lovely because I'm, like, tuning into his Instagram lives, dancing along by myself in my house. And I can see my friends in, in, in the comments. And we're like, hey, oh, my God, we're all in this, in this imaginary room of Instagram together. <laughs> That's awesome you mentioned DJ because funny enough through my other job I am um, I've just started work with a rum company called Don Papa Rum and they're looking to to work with DJs to do live shows and so on so I'll definitely check Amazing yeah out. he's great honestly he's my favorite Oh, is it really good? Well, I'll definitely check him out. So a little bit of sport, a little bit of dancing for you. Well, clearly you seem to have a good balance. You you try to find yourself a good balance between work, 
and uh, and and sort of a personal life, which is which is I guess all important and uh, definitely more than ever at the moment. Um, do you have just to go back on networking? Do you have any events or example of key networking events uh, that have really helped your career? To yeah, to actually, one of them which was not online, um, although actually a bit of both. So when I was first sort of starting out as a journalist, like many years ago, um, I loved Grazia magazine. And I saw an event that the digital editor was going to speak at. Um, so I went mm -hmm. by myself and I then found mm -hmm. her after. And I went up to her and I was like, I love Grazia. Like, I would love to like work with you guys. Like, do you have any internships, anything available? And she was like, actually, yeah, we might do. Um, so then I followed up with her on Twitter. She started following me back. We exchanged a few messages and she was like, we have an internship actually starting next week. Why don't you nice. come and do it? So I was like, great. So I started doing yeah. that based off going up to her and meeting her at this event that she did. And then I worked with them for ages. I went on loads of their press trips. I did a lot of work for Gotia and it was a very, very big part of what kind of helped me do what I'm doing now for sure such a good story are you still in touch with that person that you've met is it someone that you still keep in touch with yeah we do through? we keep it we still keep in touch and you know there's enough if she's ever working on something sometimes she'll think of me like I you know we've reached out to each other a few times to collaborate on things which has been really cool and I think that's that's also the, again the, the beauty of social media is that people move on they do different things you never know where people are going to end up and in what ways you might then be able to work together again uh, and keeping in touch with people yeah. on social media I think again, just organically is, is just a really nice way to stay at the front of people's minds and, um, yeah. and to, yeah, just keep in touch, really. Yeah, and that seems to work really well. What would be the, the worst networking event that you've done over the oh. past few years? I know I'm I'm, I'm prompted question, but I guess you you do you do a lot of social thing. Have you have you spotted anything? You think oh yeah, the worst ones are there. just where everyone is like just so up their own bombs, you know. And you're just like calm down. I went to one event. I remember it was like an Instagram kind of thing. You know, there were loads of like influencers, and I remember that one was funny because I didn't recognize anyone. And then I found out later that a lot of them I was following on Instagram, but they just looked really different in real life. <laughs> what are you saying? So <laughs> that that was that was weird because I was like, this is weird. It just did it. Yeah, I'm I think increasingly I just I'm all about like just having real connections. So whatever I, I can't be fake. I don't know how to do small talk. I find it really difficult. So any like any of my worst networking events is me like saying things that I should not say because I'm just uncomfortable and I'm trying to like make a situation a bit more chill. No, fair enough. Well, that's <laughs> very good advice. Do you have uh, Do you have any? Um, well, one last advice, I guess, from you. Do you have uh, one last advice about networking that you'd like to share before we? Close yeah, this honestly, I think be like be real, be interested and interesting. Like, don't just think of what you can gain from someone. Also, think of what you can offer them, um, and in what ways you could forge like a real a real relationship of some sort, a real connection, not just one where you're like, what can you do for me? That is such a good idea. Thank you so much. I think with your network, you seem to have such an amazing 
customer base of, of followers through all your social media. Perhaps when this pandemic is over, you know, we could we could try to organize events where we could get this offline and get these people to meet up and to talk to yeah. each other face to face and see where that leads us. You know, there's so much, so much possibilities yeah. out there, I guess, which is all very exciting. Well, thank you so much, Aylia. Um, I, I can't thank you enough because um, I absolutely loved your book. I can't, um, I can't, I mean, I should really tell again everybody to go and check it out. Um, definitely on Amazon. Thank you for your time. We will carry on following you on social media, that's for sure. And I do hope to see you and regroup. Yes, on the other I side hope very so soon. too. Thanks again so much for having me. It's a pleasure. See you, see you soon, Alia. Thank you so much for listening to Connection Privé, a podcast produced by Clementine Communication PR Agency. This episode was mixed and edited by Chris Osborne. For more insightful interviews about networking and the power of human connection, make sure to subscribe to Connection Privé on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And if you like what you hear, please leave a review in the Apple Podcast Store or tell a friend about us. I'm your host, Clémence de Crécy, and I hope to see you again soon. À bientôt!